step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching. Get answers to your questions and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of The Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Well, good morning and God's morning to you. Welcome to this week's broadcast of the Jesus and Paula show starring Jesus Christ and soon coming on the scene, Dr. Paula Price. We have a wonderful show mapped out for you today, highlights and new things to check out in case you missed it. And we're going to kick off by telling you to share, share, and did we say share? We need you to share. Share with your friends, your family, tag people, and let them know we are live and in the house. This week, Dr. Price has made her rounds on the broadcast. She's been on television in a few places. And so uh, you're going to see, and we're going to show you some of those clips today at the beginning of today's broadcast. But first, we want to announce our Community Day this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We're having a Community Day here at the Embassy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. (coughs) And it's going to be full of fun activities. Now, we're not able to have the food truck. (coughs) Excuse me, we're not able to have the food truck, but we will have food and the smoker. I think we'll have the smoker. We're going to have our yard sale as well as other activities going on here at the embassy all day. This is an indoor event, except for the car wash. That will be outside. This is an indoor event. They're calling for a little bit of rain in the morning off and on. That will not affect at all what we are doing. It is in our grand ballroom. And so you can come in. I've been looking at the items, walking in the door for sale, mm-hmm. and have been really trying hard not to buy them before Saturday so everybody else can. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some decor, some clothes, wonderful items. And so you'll want to make sure that you participate if you are in this area for doing that. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been talking all morning, running my mouth, and I've been okay. You can tell. Somebody rebuked this cough. All right. <laughs> so you want to show up all day on Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the embassy here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Come. We're going to have a big bounce house. We have a couple bounce houses. I know we'll have at least one up in the grand ballroom for the kids to play. We'll have some oversized games, I believe, as well. Um, We might play a movie throughout the day because in our grand ballroom is a big screen, family-friendly, of course, because that's all we do around here, as well as having music going on. The food will be inside, the fun, cotton candy, ice, uh, what's it called, the ice cone, the snow cone, snow cones going on in-house, and all kinds of good stuff happening right inside at the embassy. So come on out. Meet us. If we haven't met you, meet us. Greet us. 
and we will welcome you here at the embassy where we have the congregation of the mighty where God stands. Now, in our store this week, I don't know if you have it. Oh, I should have grabbed one. Maybe we can. If this ain't that T-shirt. But this ain't that. I tell you what, Dr. Price coined that phrase. Was it last year that she actually coined it, or was it the year before? It was just last year. We have lived so much life in the year, it's not even funny. But this ain't that. She has T-shirts that say, this ain't that. Today we're going to offer this for 10% off after the broadcast. It will be available for that discount. So if you're watching right now and you go right now, it's not at that discount. Thank you for the water. The water for the apostle. God bless you. Okay. Order your This Ain't That T-shirt. It'll be shipped to you. I tell you what, when when we were at the the, uh, Centennial Commemoration, Last year, and Dr. Price rolled that out. All, all throughout the year, we've seen people who came, because hundreds of people showed up for it. And it was hosted by Apostle Howard Hatcher here at the embassy. Oh, yes, here we go. This ain't that, this ain't that. So this is your This Ain't That t-shirt. And on the back side of it, I think it says black, and then it has the fist, and then rioters, you know, people rioting. And Dr. Price's whole theme was, this ain't that. This is not the racial oppression and opposition that has been experienced in the past. Are we saying that these things have gone away? Absolutely not. Are we saying that it's all water under the bridge and it's all in days gone by? No. What we are saying is that what's experienced today ain't what happened then. We're black folk now. Can we say black folk? We're black folk. We black folks. <laughs> I love all of our members in our church. She said we black folk, okay? <laughs> Even if you're not, you are today, okay? <laughs> we are simply one in Christ. And so, hey, we're black. We're on this broadcast. We're sitting in this beautiful building here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all the places in the country. We cannot say as black women, <clears throat> that this is the same thing as the 1950s and 60s, where women, black women, white women, couldn't buy anything in their own name hardly. You couldn't get into a house. You couldn't get into an apartment. You couldn't get a car unless a man put his name on it, unless you were married or if you weren't, your dad did it. And you were totally dependent on other people. And so as minorities, we couldn't have certain jobs. There were only a few things open as an option to us as a people across the board. You're talking about in Hollywood, films, in the few that we showed up in, we were what? Always the servant, the help, the joke, the whatever. That is all. We weren't producing. We weren't making anything. anything. We weren't in those uh, high-end positions. So we cannot say, come on, there would not have been a slap at some award ceremony with a black man hosting the Academy Awards and the black actor who was about to get an Academy Award for his black acting, slapping the black coat. See, we don't, this ain't that. Even the foolishness that we can do right now would not have been possible 50 years ago. That's why she made the shirt, this ain't that. We're not negating the issues that still exist. What we are saying is don't be played. Don't be played by the agenda that wants to get us all worked up, always staying in the past, always staying in our feelings, always staying in our errant emotions about 
the whole era that is no longer true. Again, I'm separating. Things do still happen, but the era has changed. I know people now <clears throat> talking about they don't want to live in the U.S. They're going to live other places because of all the racism. And I'm like, you mean the degree that you got, the high-end degree that you got as a black man and woman in this country? Where before we would we where would we have been in the university scrubbing the floor after hours when people left? But come on now, let's not act like things have not changed. We are now the professors. We're now the owners of buildings. We are now establishing universities. So while there is yet a lot of work to be done, a lot of work has been done and a lot of things have been accomplished. The fact that we can march on Washington and not be burned at the stake for marching on Washington with the Million Man March. Look, whether it was about something else or not, we were able to do that and not be cooked and fried and played. Nobody came out with dogs and fire hoses at the Million Man March. So we have got to understand, at least to the best of my knowledge, I don't recall hearing that. Okay. And now we can, we can do a whole lot. Now we can. We have the right to riot in the street, throw bricks through everything under the sun, and then just be like, hey, that's my right as an American citizen. This ain't that. This ain't that. We own ministries. We own businesses. I'm a single black woman right here in the U.S. of A. making my own life work. And the only restrictions that I have, for the most part, are the ones I put on myself. Everybody faces opposition. No matter what skin color you are, you're going to face opposition. And the whole white privilege, I mean, you can tell the language in this thing. It's so slick and smooth that any time it looks like, oh, yeah, it's just a white privilege. Really? Really? How many? Everybody has to work for what they have. Everybody. Whether you have billions or you have 52 cents, everybody works for what they have. Everybody. Some people are born into success. But guess what? We have black folks. How you, how, this is how you know the injustice is for real. Why were we accused of black privilege? During all this, it's because y'all, y'all black privilege. And what was Dr. Price's rant, which really was a part of this? Why is being black identified with poverty? So unless we are bought into living in the ghetto and being impoverished, we're sellout black folk because we are living the life that Martin Luther King came to give us. His life was snuffed out so that we could live right here and do this. What a mockery. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is a mockery to be loyal to an era and to totally dismiss what this man did with his life and what his legacy is working to continue to do is an atrocity, and it is terrible. And the fact that he's, he, what was, come on, the speech. We all know the speech that one day, little black boys, a little white girl. I mean, the whole thing that he said, now when we do that, we're labeled as sellouts. I'm sorry, I'm living the dream. I'm living, I have a dream. I thought that's what we were doing. I have a dream. I'm living the dream, not just the American dream, Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. That was his dream, that we would be considered equals, that we would have the same opportunities, that we would be able to go to high-end universities, live in high-end neighborhoods, be in government, and be respected. That was the dream. Last time I checked, we still can't undo that. This ain't that. This ain't that. Prophet CT, how you doing, brother? This ain't that. And to show how much we have, first of all, we're going to introduce this new fun thing. Did you do the caption? Did you get it? The picture? 
Okay. Then we're going to go on to this next thing, and then we'll come back around to that. In light of this ain't that, and African Americans and black Americans, because not all black Americans are African American, and you have to be in the community to even understand that, you have blacks coming from the islands, blacks coming from other places around the world that are not African. I have been schooled on that. So we have, so we're going to say, and our African members like, that's true. So we have black Americans, people of color. And in light of that, we're going to highlight two things. Dr. Price has been moving around this week. Make sure you share, 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 because right now we're going to play the America, uh, America Stands clip. And Dr. Price was a guest on two different networks this week. And so the first one is a short, like, five- or six-minute clip. It's her whole interview where she is speaking about the election, the upcoming midterm election. She was invited to speak on this in the Victory Channel Network, a powerful Flashpoint where Flashpoint is hosted, and other shows, uh, which she has already been a guest on, and so she is returning to speak on this, and then after that, we'll come back and chit-chat for a minute, and then go to her chit-chat interview with Diamond and Silk.
would you encourage parents that are dealing with this uh, attack from the extreme left at this time? What, what would you say to them? The first thing I would say to them is America has a very interesting um, focus. It's one thing that you want to do to rile in America by around the civil nation is to attack our children. That has been historic, which is a paradox with the whole abortion thing. But for our children that are around, America has always been the, the vanguard that's going to take care of our children. However, because of all of the other infiltration that you just mentioned, Terry, Parents don't know that their children are father attached. Think about it. We didn't have COVID. We didn't know our kids. We wouldn't know that our children were being taught pornography and that out of that program, out of the curriculum. We wouldn't have known the books in the library. So my word to the parents is that be a parent. It's your generation. It's your seed. That's your child. Go to the classrooms. Go to the meetings. And when you go, don't go and be silent. Go take a notebook. Figure it out what they're doing. Well, do what they've been doing around the country, which is what we're telling them. And I'd like to say something that's very important, and that is sit in your child's classroom. I have a member of my church whose nephew was told that because he used the word gay, he was going to go, he was going to be sued or, or sent to jail. And he's kid, he's that he didn't even know what it means because of a hate crime. That is ridiculous. Go through your children's classroom. Just what you'll see your kids, listen to what your kids are being told. Lastly, talk to your kids every afternoon. Honey, what happened in school? Baby, what did they say? What did you learn? Draw me a picture so that you know me. Because even if the kids don't understand, they still know what they can do. Well, we think you're just the idea of condemnation that if you are woke and yet and trying to make parents woke to ignore what's happening to our children, I don't think it's working as well as they thought that it would. Uh, so, coming up on this midterm, what, what impact do you think this will have on the, on the outcome and the fact that people actually are becoming more awake and not near so woke as some people hope for? Well, I think we're seeing in our life, you know, Governor Duncan's example, what I frankly know is that if we, we fight for our kids, we're fighting for our future because children are
the whole agenda that is being imposed upon our children and what we're doing about it right here in our organization. It's going to be a very good segment with she and Chief Prophet Tala Price. I look forward to hearing them for sure. One of my favorite dynamic duos, Dr. Price and Prophet Tala, uh, together. And so stay tuned for that because she'll bring about her solution that she even addressed here on America Stands and talking with parents and what they can do. Now our next segment is highlighting uh, for sure the most animated interview of the week. Dr. Price was a guest on Diamond and Silk's Chit Chat on Monday evening. That was Monday, right? That was just this week. That was Monday. Now, the whole interview is about an hour long in their show. We're only going to highlight five minutes, and please, I mean, it was so hard to pick which five minutes to highlight because the whole thing was excellent. At the end of it, they said, Dr. Price, please promise us that you are going to come back, and of course, Hello. I mean, the three of them together is a God idea. That's all I'm going to say about that. So we're going to tune in right now to this short clip from Dr. Price's interview with Diamond and Silk on their show, Chit Chat. Thank you. 
watch the whole interview in order to uh, see exactly what I told them. I told them five minutes. That's all they got. Five minutes was all you got on that. You need to go online. You can go to www.drpaulaaprice.com on her homepage. There is the audio. When you scroll down to the as seen on, there is that you can hit the player and the media player and it will play the entire thing for you. Absolutely. You got to leave them wanting more cliffhanger. So what we're going to do right now is play our quick Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute promo for you, and we will be right back with Dr. Price bringing a word from the Lord, a teaching from the throne, and everything else that she has to unload on us. Some people you unpack, she just unloads. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Register your teenagers for a new conference. Are you this identity the key to destiny? Redeeming this generation. Visit www.drpaulhprice.com to register individuals, teens, and groups today. You know, the biggest thing. Okay. Okay, we're having technical issues. And so. And as you can see, our apostle has been a globe trotter virtually. That's the wonderful thing about the internet now is you can be all over the world from your own living room. <laughs> and so we appreciate God for that. But like I said before, you want to go visit drpaulaprice.com and really check out all of your options right from her homepage. You can get anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, there's a few things to add, I think, but anywhere and everywhere of what we have. If you want to do your homework and find the Do Your Homework website, you can click on it right there. If you want to give, which I know you want to give, you can also do that from the homepage. Find the Congregation of the Mighty. We also have another website called meetpaulaprice.com, meetpaulaprice.com. And that is her resume portfolio website. If you want to learn specifically about the businesses that she has, the enterprises that she has launched, the initiatives that she is running, the ministries that she has established, you get my point, right? Then you can go to meetpaulaprice.com. And actually, you can find it right from her homepage as well. Taking an assessment, I think, yes, taking an assessment is there. Uh, finding resources is there. Taking it on with Paula Price podcast and television show. Also, you can find right there at drpaulaprice.com on the homepage. And if you really want to see all the places Dr. Price has been in this last, well, mostly year and previous, you can go to her homepage and look at As Seen On, and you'll see all the logos of where our chief apostle has been trotting in the spirit and in the natural around the world. We've had some fiery interviews, I tell you. Are you ready to take us to the next level? Um, just about. I, I got to tell you, I don't know what this new thing is, tech. but tech stuff is, you know, I must be tearing down tech. Because She's tearing down demon tech, natural tech, any kind of, and every kind of technology I'm under I'm the sun. I'm here all set to go, and it's, everything just wants to act like it's everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just give me a, a, just a couple of Okay, minutes. well, we have something else fun that we can do. Yeah, do There's always something else. Okay. And so as we've been saying, Dr. Price has been on the move, on the move. And, you know, there's the whole thing online, caption this. You put up a picture and you tell people to caption this. So we, we snatched from online a fun picture from Dr. Price's birthday, gala, anniversary celebration of the men of the mighty, okay, our mighty men of valor here at the Congregation of the Mighty. And we want you to caption this picture. Now, we don't know what's happening here. But something is happening. It's Dr. Price, and Tevin is next to her. It's always going to be Tevin, right? He's next to Dr. Price. The guys are surrounding her, and there's a whole lot of laughter going on in this picture. So caption this. What would you say is happening in this picture that is clearly comedic? Because, you know, Dr. Price is 
very funny. And are you guys looking? Uh-huh, everybody look. So come on, put your comments on there about what you think the caption on this picture should be because Dr. Price's face is like, really? Okay. And they are all cracking up. When I see Lovey laughing hysterically, Prophet CT, is, if you notice, is possibly an instigator in this whole moment. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just going to apply responsibility to him for instigating this whole thing. Okay, so uh, Wamika said, what's next? <laughs> okay, Dr. Bryce's face, like, what's next? What's going on? What is your caption for this picture? Because we have some hilarious moments here at the embassy that happen every day, and you guys are usually not privileged enough to be around to capture them. Okay, Annette Odom said her caption is, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, that looks like a yeah, right picture on Dr. Price's face. I can agree with that. So go ahead and post your caption this comment, even if you're watching later after our live broadcast, because we want to have a good laugh later. Well, we tend to do that, don't we? Yes. First of all, I am very excited in God. I need a little bit of a little bit of volume, thank you. I am extremely excited in God with what he's doing and how he's making things come together for good. It's, the Lord is ready to use my oh, 40 years of education, experience, excavation, <laughs> devastation, trial and error, and wisdom. You know, because we think... Apostle, we think we get wisdom by reading books. Wisdom is not book learning. Oh, come on. Okay. Yeah. Education is book learning. All right? And the root of education, ED, has to do with the same thing as edify, to build you up. So education is to build you for what you are called to do. So we think education comes through that, or wisdom rather. Wisdom doesn't come through book learning. You can read a book and you can quote it verbatim. You can quote every line in it. We have actors who can quote all of these scripts and still don't have wisdom. Okay? And most times, if if, if that thing doesn't turn into wisdom with you, then it goes into your brain's dump pile. And your brain dumps it. Oh, I'm, I, because the moment is passed, the reason you need it, it is gone. So it goes into the dump file, a dumpster. So you have a, you know, our memory has a dumpster. So we, we don't really get rid of it, but we put it so far at the bottom that it ceased to integrate with anything else we take in. So God is about wisdom. We're calling this a prophecy clinic because prophets are called by wisdom. Wisdom calls apostles and prophets. That's not, that's not saying it isn't the Holy Spirit. It's saying that particular domain of the Holy Spirit calls apostles and prophets. Now, it's interesting because something about how they manifest when they are awakening tells wisdom this is the real deal. Now, I'm not, I am not talking about those who intrude into the office. You know, we have the intruders. We've got intruders. We've got invaders. We've got plunderers. That's with anything. But wisdom calls apostles and prophets for two reasons. Number one, wisdom knows where she is planted, where is the space prepared for her. And wisdom is a she. We've talked about that. You can get some of my earlier teachings on she for all of you who said God never used a woman. I hope that God will change your soul so that you'd stop being embarrassed in eternity. Because heaven looks down on that idiocy and that, and that ignorance, and it is embarrassing. Because heaven knows that 
gender only applies to the earth. Wasn't that good? Gender applies to the earth in terms of gender, not in terms of male and female, the two different sides of God. You know, and that's a whole other thing when I start teaching my lessons and classes on God the Almighty. But so wisdom calls apostles and prophets. One of the things that makes them stand out, and they stand out even if they don't know, people listen. They somehow or another have the instinctual ability, the intrinsic ability to tap into wisdom. Because wisdom is in their veins. The prophet spirit is one of wisdom. All right? There are, you know, people have the spirit of singing, spirit of song, spirit of eternity. But the prophet spirit is wisdom. The apostle spirit is wisdom. Now, the prophet spirit is soul wisdom. So when you have all of these prophets that cannot talk about your soul or not even caring about whether your soul goes to eternity or not, you should be a little bit flagged. I'm being nice today. You are. I'm wearing red and I'm being nice. You and are. you know that's two it's things. That's a, yeah, it is early. Yeah. Or very early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Larry said that's a slap cloth the moment. Okay. Let me, let me not disappoint you. Let me slap the red cloth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So wisdom Called apostles and prophets. Now you will know wisdom because wisdom is very peculiar. God says wisdom enters your heart. Knowledge enters your head. Wisdom enters your heart. Why? Because wisdom has got to thread itself, amalgamate itself, if you will, throughout all that can come out of your heart, and it has to go where the center of origination is, which is your heart, which is blood. So wisdom is in your heart. And it says when wisdom enters your heart, then knowledge is sweet. So you don't like knowledge. You don't like learning. You don't like classes. You don't like, you know, teaching because you lack wisdom. Because the wisdom core, that wisdom uh, nucleus is not in you or it's not awakened. Now, how does God get wisdom from that center place, that nucleus, into the rest of your anatomy. And the, word, the way he does it is make you live what you, learn, what you learn and live what you read. So you learn what you read, but you live what you learn. When you live what you learn, then you make sense to life. Isn't that good? Because some of you all don't make sense to life. Life is like, I don't know what to do with y'all. I'm like, I'm I'm living through you. I can't get away from you. I can't step away. But boy, oh boy, you keep me in a tangled mess. Because wisdom makes you make sense to life. Now, how can I say that so that you'll understand why we're doing a prophecy clinic? Because wisdom says, the Lord possessed me. At the beginning of his way, which is why women tend to have more wisdom than men. It's not that they're better or smarter. It's just that what they learn, they live. Whoever can live exempting the rules and righteousness of God and his life will lack wisdom or will be more diminished in wisdom. Women, typically, we have to stay home. We got to take the kids. We got the dads. We got the brothers. We got the uncles. We got the aunts. We got the, all of that. So you're constantly living what you're learning. 
inescapably living what you're learning. Now that should speak to everybody here. So you, so the thing that's making you wise, you are condemning. Because wisdom requires you to live her and not just live with her. So Proverbs 8 says that the Lord possessed wisdom at the beginning of his way before ever his works of old. So God had to find out how to keep himself alive, how to assimilate what he was experiencing, and then how to package it and make it um, self-generating and self-regenerating or replenishing before he started making anything because he wanted what was working for him to be integral to us, intrinsic to us. So when you think about the prophetic and you have all of these prophets who don't want to learn, you understand they're not called by wisdom. Some went, some weren't sent. But they're not, because a prophet's number one thing is, I don't want to get it wrong. Number two was really, I don't want God to look bad. He'll look bad if I get it wrong. I don't want God to suffer loss and pay the cost of my impulsiveness, my rashness, or my ignorance. When you, I mean, you can now vet a prophet simply by what I said. That's stupid. You know, the Bible, King James uses words like stupid. The other Bibles want to make you feel good about being ignorant. I mean, you're dumb, but we're not going to call it that. Prophets literally are the consummate or consummation of the Old Testament. And it's not about the church. A lot of what we, you can tell the church lacked wisdom in this area. Because it, it, it literally doctrinizes itself as if it was in the garden. True. The church makes you think that they were there in Egypt. The church makes you think that it was there in the Exodus. It makes you think it was there in, in the five books of Moses or the Kings and Chronicles. But the church didn't exist then. Wisdom did. I don't know about you, but I'm like, hmm. That that got that rang for me. Read the bell when you need it. Oh, is that more important? <laughs> See, wisdom predates the church. That's why wisdom can dictate the church. Wisdom is the principal thing. Principle, not principle as in P L E, but principle like the head of an educational academic entity. P-A-L, principle thing. So you can tell that the church lacked wise teachers, and they couldn't be wise if they weren't apostles or prophets because apostles and prophets are scriptures authoring mantles. We call it in our university, Sam's. And I, I, it just fell out that way, and I thought, well, yeah, well, Samuel was the one who established the prophetic. He organized it. It existed freestyle like it is today. 
and he set up the institution and he structuralized it so that it became a formal instead of a casual activity. Remember this, wisdom calls apostles and prophets. Well said wisdom. The Lord Jesus said this. He ought to know the he ought to know what you think. The hierarchy he put in place? Yes. He said this. Well said the wisdom of God. I will send them apostles and prophets. So you understand wisdom summons because you can't send what you didn't summon. Thank you. You know, we're going to strike a balance in you yet. Not, no, okay. Amen. It's a thought. That's an objective to reach for. So... When you hear that, that wisdom that draws you to people as opposed to information or fascination, see, a lot of you all are call it, calling the information revelation, and you're calling appeal or the attraction is only by fascination. Some of you are so fascinated with the idea that God can speak to a human, you don't care to prove whether or not it's God speaking. Because you're in love with the idea that God can speak through a human or a donkey or a rock. I'm just saying because that's why this is a prophecy clinic. Hang with me. You're going to appreciate very much the, th- the things that I'm going to share with you. And when you do, you're all going to sow a massive seed to me. Okay? Uh, if, if, if your best is two mites, I want the whole two mites. If your best is two million, I want the whole two million. So anywhere between the two mites and the two million. My God. There you go. So, now, you will say, you know, first of all, how many of you all heard that prophets shouldn't ask for money? Yet, prophets are the ones who ordained it. See, it was written by a prophet. It wasn't written by the evangelist, pastor, or teacher. It was written by a prophet. How you tithe? Let me talk to you for a minute about the tithe, because God's got some stuff he wants to say to you today. So, this is the Jesus and Paula show starring Jesus Christ. And Paula Price. Thank you. Thank you, because you know you're going to have to ring it. All of you all who are in those churches where they tell you tithing is not for today, that didn't come from wisdom. Oh, you know it is. Come on. Wisdom did not teach that because wisdom would not bankrupt her kingdom. Wisdom would not divert her funds to God's failures or failures in God because God can't fail. So wisdom did not give that doctrine. Now, I can prove it because if I, didn't pro- if I can't say it or if I can't prove it, I usually won't say it unless God shocks me. But tithe predates the church. Tithe predates Moses. Tithe predates the law. Pro- tithe goes all the way back to eternity. They tithe in eternity. I know you can't wait to die. So you can get out of time. And now, well, that's a rooster. <laughs> I'm telling you this because those people who told you, you notice it's not, a, it's always a wealthy church that tells you you don't have to tithe, where you give your money to everything else. You give your money to devils, you give your money to booze, you give your money to golf, you give your money to the malls, you give your money to entertainment, you give your money to constructing, you give your money to everything but the Almighty. And you don't care about doing that until you're old 
and you need him to help you live longer, all of a sudden, what must I do? What can I do? You have given all of his money to hell and then wonder why you're going. Tithing is not the law. Melchizedek is the priest of tithe collection under the Christ dispensation, which is why we are of the order of Melchizedek. We are kings and priests to God. Priests and kings must tithe. Must tithe. I went on like, don't take, listen, key it in. How many um, books there are online about the, the tithe that's not scripture? I'm like, what scripture are you reading? Which one? I need to figure out. What scripture, and what's it to a church leader? Now, hear me. I want you to think. Lean in. Come on. Let's lean in. What is it to a church leader that you tithe or not? What, is, what does it mean to them? What you eat won't make them fat. Well, right now. <laughs> so why is it such a big deal for churches to build this whole institution around thou shalt not tithe? So you need to find out what's the payoff because everything in life has a payoff. And you need to find out what is the payoff to having you out of eternal order, (laughs) having you in debt to eternity. What is the payoff? Why is it such an important thing? Now, they're going to tell you that tithing is only under the law. That is error. I'm telling you tithing is eternal. Now, I have a teaching on it. If you want it, they'll tell you how to get it. Tithe, the tithe is eternal. Hebrews 7 tells us that Melchizedek collects the tithe today. He introduced it, not the concept of the tithe, because the Egyptians tithed. They tithe one-fifth. You're going to love this. Because uh, some of you are asking God, why would you go broke? Because you broke his treasury when you broke when you break his treasury he cannot meet the needs of people who are praying to him so he's not going to meet yours we want to walk around talking about we're kings and priests to god in the in the bible world era kings and priests had to tithe to the god of the land to push back on its risks its jeopardies and its threats That's why they tithe. They did not tithe because they didn't have anything better to do with the wealth that they inherited. They tithe to make sure the God of the land would keep blessing the land and the land would keep blessing the people. Kings and priests, look at your land. You preach kings and priests, why is your land struggling? When David's land started to struggle as a sovereign, he said, Lord, there's famine in the land. That's not the covenant. I'm going somewhere. Say she's going somewhere. So I need you to understand that tithing existed. Abraham blew it out of the water because he tithed twice what was required of sovereigns, high powers, military warriors, and priests to God. Remember, Abraham was a prophet because God begins everything with a prophet. It was a prophet that began tithing. How can a prophet tell you not to? 
Well, say, Dr. Price, I've tithe, and, 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 and I, I mean, I give, and, and I got nothing for it. If you didn't give in faith, and if you gave in faith, would you put your faith in that flesh, you are going to get a zero return. Say, so I, I taught my church. I don't care how ratty a preacher behaves. The tithe is an institutional requirement. Right. Just like that, they don't withhold your tax with refund in a better in a better dispensation, but they don't hold withhold your tax refund because the tax collector was off. Because you're tithing to the institution, you're not tithing tithing to the individual, even though an individual is collecting it. Right. 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 See, we just collectors. The institution is Melchizedek, over which Jesus Christ became the high priest. You understand that the high priest over tithing had not yet been born, and the institution was existing, waiting for him. So we know that Abraham gave God a tenth of all, which is twice what was expected of one who was grateful. So he had the war tax and the gratitude tax. I'm grateful to you. I won an impossible war. I won an impossible battle with inexperienced warriors. Are you all hearing me out there? Are you, are you, are you leaning in and listening? Because I'm answering your question. Well, I did all of that. But, uh, uh, and then what happened when we taught you this, you all let the government tell you you couldn't tithe to the God that gave you your win. Well, I, I mean, I can't, you can't make the business tithe. Oh, yes, I can. I just don't need your stuff to do it. Because Satan made sure you stopped paying God, but he made sure you happily paid him. Right? Because you hear me, you think, you think that the devil was born on earth. You think he was born in the earth realm. He was imprisoned in the earth realm. He is yet imprisoned. Okay? He, is, he was not born on earth. He was not born, period. Write it in your notes. Satan was not born. He is not a born and bred being. He's a created being. Now, that may not mean anything to all of those people who are in love with him and enslaved by him, but it ought to mean something to the offspring of the Godhead. Satan was not born. His first life was not earth. He's not an earthling. He's not an earth-made creature. He is a dethroned cherub, which is why he had to build a throne elsewhere, because he had planned on building a throne over the th- next to God. God's like, I don't need you as my neighbor or my colleague or my peer or my cohort, because he had big vision. So you think he doesn't know how to trick humans. He, you, so he tricked you into bankrupting God's house so God would bankrupt your life. Well, a man robbed God. So you're trying to kill, you go on the prayer line after prayer line. You're going to the conference after conference. Preach anybody who has a wealth message, 
and you're going to them because you want to get wealthy going around or circumventing the system. Will a man rob God? Will a person, will you rob God? Why is it robbery? Because the tithe says, I know that it all belongs to you. And you are graciously allowing me to retain 90% of everything that you allowed me to gain. He said, well, you know, the, the, David, when he said there's famine in the land, why? The heavens were closed. The heavens are closed over your life, and it's closed over America because America, which was founded by the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus. has bankrupted his wealth and bound him up so he can't bless anything. Wow. I thought you would like that little piece of geopolitics. Geopolitics. <laughs> Hallelujah, Numa politics. So you stop paying tithes because you are, as he said, not as wise as the children of this world in your generation. You didn't see the lie. That's like somebody coming in, giving, telling you you no longer have to pay your rent. Didn't we just have that? They, they, put a, they put, you know, moratorium on rent. And people didn't store that rent. <laughs> they should have been storing that rent up, knowing that the good, I'm telling you, good day is not going to last forever. And now you're upset because all manner of calamity is happening to you because you had an, a, a literal intervention. If you were not going to pay the rent, you should have used it to start a business that will pay the rent. See, that's wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, and she's a principal she. So I need you to understand. That's why I am a woman with this dimension of wisdom, because I'm, I'm, I'm archetypical. I'm going all the way back to eternity, the day the Lord possessed what preceded me. So you didn't pay your rent. And, you're, uh, and the landlord has the right to throw you out, and you want God, who you didn't give the rent money to as tithe, to rescue you. So I sit in the seat of an offspring of the Godhead and the seat of, the, of his sovereign. I'm just straightening out a few things. All right, get ready. And I say, wait on it. Wait on it. You want favor with the courts when you, did, when you mishandle and, and divert his favor to his adversary? Now, the flip side of that is that all of you all who paid your tithe when you made 150000 you paid tithe. You now have 1000 You still pay a tithe. Some of you still had 100 You're still paying tithe. Watch God move. Because it's the institutional. It is the, the law of the institutional called financing eternity from your mortality. All right. Follow me. How, they, how are they doing? They Come are. on in here. Come on in here. So you think because you bankrupt God's institution, he's duty-bound to reward you for it. Where are we today? Some of you all, for every church you let close.
souls, I promise you, you and your generation will pay for it. For every minister you force to go back to work, you and your career will pay for it. I promise you, by the Holy Ghost, you will do it. For every minister's family that broke down because of the the thing called money they couldn't afford themselves, your family will pay. For every minister, every prophet you robbed because you didn't like the word, I promise you that will tap your life. It's in your genes now. (laughs) For every apostle you cursed, and criticized and condemned and then demeaned because they weren't big enough for your failed ego. I promise you, you will never get bigger than that. I don't care how much you are putting on the Internet that your life is better. You have, if the fact that you've got to say your life is better than what you attempted to assault means your life isn't better and you know you were wrong. For all of you all who are so gullible that you're willing to to come against God's institution because your ego could not humble itself before the mighty hand of God, all of you, I promise you, I put stop in front of you. I encircle you. I curtail you. I contain you by the Holy Ghost because God said with whatever measure you judge, it will be meted back to you. So you meted out false judgment, you will never get away from false judgment until you repent and repair. Don't just say sorry. Repent and repair. Make reparations. See, I'm telling you, and I'm saying this publicly because a lot of leaders are caught up in that evangelical, just stay in your closet crying. I'm an apostle. My closet is for my clothes and my shoes. Go ahead, baby. You better pay them. You better pay me tithes. And don't think I don't know. I get lit. Right now. That's what they said. I bet that was CT, wasn't it? If your church died, send me your tithe. So I'm going to tell you Because see I had a whole group of people Who said God told them to come here Because every church has that group You know I call it the spiritual vagabond group They're here today They're happy when they're here You hurt their feelings They're happily going on You have a right to move as God gives you to move. If your cloud is moving, follow your cloud. But let me tell you something that I used to do. I had a a several-decade minister who wanted anything but God. 
And I'm telling you, that person could not let that heart thing go. That's all right. It happens. And if you can't yield it to God, then it's going to, truly, it's going to yield hostility and hurt in you. Mm-hmm. Because anything you can't put on his altar will end up becoming your downfall. Ooh. So this minister was right. And they, this minister had a private campaign. Pastors, listen to me. Five folders, three, four folders, listen. Had a campaign behind the scenes. This is not God. This can't be God. See, I'm an apostle. Paul did this. See, the apostle Paul did this. Come on. Did he not? He did. He said, mark a, bl- mark a blameless man and then mark one who causes division. Uh-huh. And mark the busybody. And mark the wanderers, the vagabonds. Mark them so that the church can be informed enough to make the right decisions when they happen upon these souls. Mm-hmm. Nobody said curse them. Uh, Nobody on. said curse them. So what I'm about to say is not curse, it's consequence. Oh. I wrote a dictionary. Just want to tell you. So this minister so could not let go that passion that that root of rogueness started to breathe because we all got it. That thing that when you can't have your way, you become conniving. And you become deceitful, and you then clergyize it, and then you religionize it. But it's still the same thing you would do without that if you were in the world. So this minister, okay, this minister decided this is, this is standing in the way of what my heart can't release. It's standing in my way. And, 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 and over time, I watched the sickening look come in the eyes. You can always tell when somebody is, is uh, desire sick. Their eyes look very sick. They look very weak and wimpy. They look like they just, they're about to cry at any moment because they're so unhappy and they're so unsatisfied and so discontent. This is still prophecy clinic. Because this is what prophets need to start looking at instead of excusing and petting. So this particular minister decided that they would systematically withdraw from what God called them to do and what they sold in for all of these years. Now, you can do that, but you don't have a right to breed that in other people. But when you sit in a seat of leadership and you do it, you don't do it as a fruit. You do it as a root. So this thing became rooted in the circle that, was, that this person was entrusted with. And all of a sudden, they are discontent. So, and the funny thing about sheep, sheep don't have the sense of, of a subterfuge or concealment that a leader has. So the sheep start going. They start, they're yapping, they're bowing, they're complaining, they are not tithing, they're not sowing, they're not showing up, and all of that. Telling you this is a case study. I'm just giving you a case study. Let's call it a case study. Is that good enough? So that you don't walk out and say something else because, you know, a, a clinic has case studies. They have case situations. And, see, we don't teach the cases because we don't want to put our mouth against the leader. But I'm the leader putting my mouth against a flawed one. Come on. I'm a, Okay, so 
and it, and it turned out to be very ugly. And after a while, all of the gullible, all of the flaky, all of the unenlightened, all of the dis, uh, really misinformed, disinformed, pick, pick it out, you, all of them started seeing this one leader's misery as the calling to their ministry. Mm. Mm. Come on. When misery calls you to ministry, you need to be you need to be concerned. And they began to take up this leader's cause. Case study. Everybody say case study. Okay. Social media, write it. Case study. So they began to be this disgruntled, this miserable leader's defender. Now you'll know this person because they'll start dropping things here and there. They'll start coming late, leaving early. They'll start just showing up to do what they have to do if it's public or conspicuous enough. You will find that they are hiding tasks that you think are done. They're half doing or partially doing things that you think, and you don't know how much they were sabotaging you until they leave that seat because as long as they're there, they're covering it. Case study. So this came to a head, and this person maneuvered situations in life and everything, because your will would do that. In my book, my second 3D book, I talk about the will, the great maneuverer. So this person's will maneuvered it. And when they did, we end up with a blowout that is ridiculous. But the way they do it, they're both the hero and the victim. Yes. See, when they cast themselves as the hero and the victim, and they're neither the founder nor the leader, or they were a founder or a leader, you need to ask yourself, what entered them? Because when it was time for Judas to fall, Satan entered him. But he carved a place. He gave Satan a doorway through his constant criticism, through his constant demeaning of leadership. He, the doorway was there for him. He cracked that door. He kept going and visit, visiting the adversary, Jesus' adversaries, until he finally promised them to deliver Jesus to them. Do you know the Judas in your midst? And are you backing a Judas? See, because in the, in the modern church, we're trained not to say, not to tell. In other words, we're, we're trained to muffle the scriptures and to muzzle the ox that's treading out the corn. So this person ends up not only causing all, wreaking all kinds of havoc, but behind our backs, tapping our body. Isn't that what they do? Case study, come to my this, you're invited to my that, you are here for that, I need your help with that. And because this person has created such a cry story, I'm going somewhere. The people who were blotting their tears started backing what they were doing and became blind to what was really happening. So God sent them delusion that they would believe a lie. Because he says if you don't receive the love of the truth, God will send you strong delusion that you will believe the lie. 
And see, the people who got behind her, which was unbelievable, they, that God had to delude them because they would not elude the lie. And they began to dig in their heels and whatever. So I'm being a good old evangelical charismatic leader in my prayer room, not my closet. Because <laughs> my shoes and my uh, too many shoes and too many clothes. I got I got I got literally what a two three room closet. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't pray in any of them. No, you don't. They're too full. I don't. So I'm sitting in my prayer thing. I'm broken because I have sown into this person. I have suffered. We have worked together, labored by and by, and all of that. And I'm thinking, I can imagine what Jesus felt and what heaven felt about Lucifer. I can imagine when God woke up and found iniquity in him. When God realized that this thing is getting ready to tear down my handiwork and getting ready to infect my entire creation. I could imagine what that was like. This, from the beginning, many of you don't know, Lucifer was first in heaven in Eden, and something got him kicked out. God is smart. When God knows you're getting ready to cut him, he cuts you loose. He got him kicked out. How do I know it? Because when we hear about him again in Isaiah, we hear about him on earth. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Do you all understand? So he goes from, I'm going that thou were created and thou were in Eden, the garden of God, to I will exalt my throne. What happened? Same thing with Peter and Jesus' brother James. What happened? Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Next time I know, they went to those who were the head of the Jerusalem Council, James and company. What? Where's Peter? Over there in Ephesus, pretending not to eat pork. Israel is in the wilderness, 
and God is in the mountain, in the wilderness. He had picked out the perfect mountain for him to electrify, to electrify. See, we don't preach the, the, this is the apostle's version of the gospel. So this is apostle's doctrine. And we cast God as the hero all the time. And so he said, now listen, the Lord, I'm going to be, he tells Moses, you don't want to listen to your prophets, and then you get mad because your life falls apart. So he tells Moses, go ahead, girl. She couldn't help it. I had to give her that one. He said, now tell them. I am in this mountain. I'm in the cloud. What did the cloud do? The cloud literally covered the vessel, Mm -hmm. the eternal vessel that God had up there. Now, God's vessels are not metal. They're not metal and tin. They are beings. So when it says that the Lord came and he sat on the mountain with hosts of his, his angels, and his beings, he's telling you because he wrote, I mean, come on, he shows up in Ezekiel riding on beings, <laughs> riding on cherub. Satan used to be one of those cherub, cherub charioteers. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that. That wasn't big enough for him. He needed a throne, not a chariot. So he told them, don't come near this mountain because if you do, you're going to die. And so we are religious. We are, what, literary? Not literal, just literary. And so because of that, we just hear that when you do it, just God's going to send a bolt of lightning. Not that the entire mountain was electrified. And because the entire mountain was electrified, anything that touched it would die. And Moses said, and this is, this is indiscriminate. That's why you knew it was not a, 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 a case-by-case or incidental or random thing. It was across the board. You touch this mountain, you die. Now, Moses is up there getting the, the law, and guess what? They're ready to break through to the mountain. God said, get down there because your people are about to break through to this mountain, and I can't stop what I primed it to do. So we get upset because people die when they get in God's presence. Well, if only the evil die, only the wicked die, because the righteous got sense enough to know if he said, I'm going to die, I'm staying away. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm staying away. I'm backing up. <laughs> and y'all go ahead. And so their attitude, so to prove, y'all, you're going to love this. Get ready with your bell. Okay, get ready. Their attitude was to prove that Moses was no better than them. And if Moses can go up and down that mountain and not die, then so could they. Because you're always trying to prove those that have been chosen, anointed, and appointed, anybody hear me, are no better than you who are unanointed, unchosen, and unappointed because you can't qualify, because you can't let flesh go. Because the Bible says if anybody cleanses themselves of their ways, they are accepted by him. Y'all still working with me? So I want to, I filled in, those were some of the backstory that I filled in. If you're having your own show, you could do that. Because you're on other folks' show, you never get all this out. Because, well, they, you know, they got a show. They got the end, too. And so, so I want to get back to this minister. So now this minister has done it, and they're 
pulling folk. They're sending secret messages and all of that. And because they have been in leadership, their voice carries weight with their followers. Right. Because their followers cannot imagine someone who has been what they would consider a paragon of virtue would mislead them. Right. And outsiders love to find who has the inside scoop. So they assume that anybody who says they've been on the inside really knows what they're talking about. True. Because they've been... They've been on the inside. Now, you, haven't, you didn't ask whether they want an inside at the table, where the inside sitting at the lobby. You don't ask for the inside me. Just, 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 just inside the building. They, they came inside to go to the bathroom, okay? I mean, I have a huge facility. What does inside mean in my facility? It's not massive, but it's pretty big. So they don't, you don't ask those questions because the gullible never asks Questions because they're too naive to know what, the, what questions to ask. Well, they're living on experience, wow. excuse me, emotion and not experience. They haven't experienced this. So nobody asked the truth about this minister. They just said that strong is wrong. Dr. Price is strong, and that means she's wrong. <laughs> okay? And they believe that weak is meek. If that's your philosophy, you need to trash it. Okay, and so I'm talking to you now about the phone, the furnace of failure. Okay, because failure, the furnace. Well, that's what he said. The twigs and whatnot are for the furnace. Okay. So, y'all still love me? Uh, that's okay, Chief. I understand. You be you. And so. <laughs> So I need you to know this because there are a lot of pastors who don't know what's going on or you know it and you don't know how to detect it or prove it or anything. When the Almighty found iniquity in Lucifer, he didn't just immediately throw him in jail, but his inside people were, were informed so that they'd be armed for what the poison that would come out of that iniquity. Because remember, he's serpent, he's dragon. So he's got venom. And so when you hear nothing but venom coming out of somebody's mouth, you need to know that the serpent has them. You need to know that they have that amphibian thing going on, the frogs and the serpents. I'm going somewhere. So this person got to the point that if there became a, an us and them. Now, them may have been a small group, but they were the group. And, and most of them that believed in were young millennials. I pray for millennials because you don't want to pay for the experience that it, you need to be defended and to be protected. You have no shields because you will not yield. Come on. So many. So many. Because you must yield to the shielder. And if you don't, then you are without that. You, you, you may have a blessed breastplate on, but it's a breastplate of unrighteousness. It's shielding you from the truth. So we, so we had a nice little hand. So I, we, we finally got to the point of the, you know, the mess, and, and, and it was horrible, and it still is because, you know, if that thing lingers in the air. Once you see that's what God's issue about the iniquity was in Lucifer. That thing now has life. It's taken on life. It's taken on um, substance, and it's looking for substance. It's looking for souls. I'm sitting, I am sitting in my prayer, 
And I'm saying to God, well, God, what are you going to do? And they say we're supposed to do that and whatever. And when the Holy Ghost broke through me, he said, if you're blessed, then she'll be rewarded for what she did. He said, you are to adjudicate this as one in authority. I said, huh? I had to ask. And then he started showing me Paul. I turned such a one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Say, I'm an apostle. You can come against your pew member. You, they got to forgive. I don't have to. I got to protect the kingdom and keep that which is entrusted to me. I'm helping you, pastors. I'm helping prophets and apostles. But you better be in good stead because if not, it's going to be poison on you. So I said, because um, everybody, you know, I've been all my peers were like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Well, you got to forgive. Forgiving and legislating and adjudicating are not the same. So he started telling me, he said, the reason that you have all of these rampant, errant ministers is because all of you who have been violated will not use your authority to bind their demonic harvests. Take away their following. Don't allow their following to gather. Take away their favor. He told me what to say. Take away their favor. Put them in the ranks of the disfavored. Take away the appeal. Bind up and contain them by your authority. Because I set you in this seat, I will do what you said. He said, but if you decide to go along and bless this, you're going to think again I'm unjust. And that I bless evil more than good. And he said to me, that is not me. He said, all of this church nonsense has to do with all of those people who rose up against their leaders unjustly and who gathered a flock from their midst like the devil's tail. See, the dragon dragged one-third. Come on, somebody. This is an eternal thing. This is eternal. I'm being maternal. Wow. But this is eternal. And it's the same thing keeps happening, that dragon tail. I said to my prophets, I said, you need to understand that when God talks about the dragon tail, he's talking about prophets and prophecy. Prophecy is the tail. And that tail will drag people here, there, and everywhere. He said, so you can do that, and you can wish them well. And God's speed, he said, but don't come back to me and talk about why they're getting blessed. They're getting blessed on your words because life and death is in the power of the tongue. You are the one seated in authority. You can decide whether or not they are rewarded good or evil for this wicked deed. I said, huh? And I had said to God, I said, but God, you know, I can't preach this in public because they won't get it. He said, if you believe, then you will do your job. I, I, and I did my job. I will not tell you what I said. He just told me, y'all, you all are the reason millennials are exalted over wisdom. Because you, well, you know, God said we should know. God told the every, just like in the, in the natural world, the everyday uh, citizen cannot turn on their neighbors just because they don't like it. Now, while you are definitely able to defend yourself, if they come into your home, 
Otherwise, you must re- refer to the authorities. We have an authority-less leadership. It's what I call leader drift instead of leadership. So he told me, he said, stop sending them out with God's feet. Well, we sent them out, listen to you, because you don't want to face off with it. You'd rather infect and contaminate the man's body. Well, we just sent them out as if that they, they were going to start their own ministry. And so we just sent them out. We blessed them and all of that. God didn't. He did not. The same God that says bless and do not curse is judge righteous judgment. Look at the context. Look at the people. Look at the seats, the seats of authority. And so you send them out on a lie. And you send them out making them think that they're going to get your support. That's deceptive. That is very deceptive and it's very duplicitous in the sense of you telling them one thing and knowing you're not going to do anything. You're actually sending them out as punishment, telling them that it is a promotion. That is a lie. And the Holy Ghost will hold you accountable for that lie. Well, I don't want to hurt them. They didn't have a problem hurting you. Let me tell you something. Life doesn't do the business like we do. I told you life doesn't. Mm-mm. Life will kick your behind when you mess up. It will do so very anonymously, automatically, and anonymous, anonymously. It will do it. All of a sudden, you, hit, you, you bump into a wall, hit your head. The head doesn't say, well, you know what? The wall doesn't say, well, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, I know I'm hard. And I, yeah, I'm, I just grew a cushion for you. <laughs> and, if, and him is life, and that life is the light of men. So you make it very hard for Jesus Christ to adjudicate and to recompense. So what he can do in, an in, in, in a, a one-year window or two-year window, you're waiting for cause and effect to take over and do what you are too afraid to do. And that could be a decade. Meanwhile, it could be worse than it should be. Right. So now you have to wait for the sin that they've done, that they've performed to breed in their body and come up as a disease, to come up as a dysfunction. When in fact, if we were honest and did that. So I just said, um, no, no, no. Uh-uh. I refuse to let it happen. And when I tell you I mean it, all those people that were with her, I threw them under her judgment because that's what God does. When you mess up as a leader, he throws you and everything under that believed you under that judgment. God will put a whole neighborhood under judgment because one person messed up. And if he doesn't want you to be a part of that judgment, he will make you want to move. You will get up out of it, and you don't even know why. I got to go now. It's kind of like Israel leaving Egypt. I got to leave now. Okay. You need to understand, some of you joined leaders who were marked for judgment. You joined churches that were marked for judgment. Because your approval system was was what was obvious and conspicuous. And God was dealing with the consequential. Mind of Christ? So you don't know how God thinks. So... Now, all of you all who have been responsible, the Lord told me to give you this word. All of you who have been responsible for bankrupting anything, costing God anything in those churches who were doing right by him, your life will not 
go forward. I don't care if you just got the biggest loan, the biggest raise ever. It will be eaten up by locusts, palmer worm, and every other plague. And you know why? Because you played God. You played God's business. That's why it's interesting that we're under a plague. Because you walked away, you didn't care whether that pastor could meet his needs or not, whether that prophet could feed her family. You, in fact, walked away. You wanted them to fail. You wanted them to not make it. You wanted their family to starve. You wanted them to be evicted. You wanted them to lose their ministry because your feelings were hurt. So your peas were plucked. And I tell you today, see, I don't live in fear. I used to, when I was in ministry, I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? I don't know. Uh -uh. I divert all your harvest to the deserving. Ah! I divert your wealth, anything you call success, I divert it to the, reward, to the deserving so that you will not be rewarded for the evil you caused. And I will leave that edict out there as a mandate until God moves you to repentance. And when you repent, don't come and write some little sorry letter. I'm sorry. Don't write a sorry letter. Sin reparation. If they can't get a mortgage and you're a banker, give them a mortgage because you owe it to them. They can't get a loan and you're a loan officer, give them a loan. They can't get a venture off the ground, you back it. You don't back it as a friend. You back it as a penitent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is your penitence. This is your penance. Because we start with the reason that people don't feel consequences, because you are told all you have to do is repent to God. No, no, you, I, I come and repent to you, Dr. Price. Bring a gift. The Bible said repentance has to have reparation if you want that thing remitted. Because you brought something into existence that shouldn't have been conceived. When sin is conceived, it brings forth death after it's full grown. You brought a lot of problems into existence for people. Their cost and loss to God is ridiculous. People who thought God sent them to a church that now is driven into warfare. And you can tell you lack wisdom because it never crossed your mind to see if what you were feeling was genuine or were you being an instrument. My mind. Did this person really deserve that because your feelings were hurt? Your immature, childish feelings. Your unexposed uneducated feelings. And then you turn around and bless them for tearing up your work. I wasn't doing that. No, I'm not. I turn their favor. And I don't have a problem saying, it, 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 come on, Facebook, post on the Facebook, I'm going to tell you the same thing. And you know why? Because God did. Hymenaeus and Alexander, I turned over to Satan that they learned not to blaspheme. That's an apostle, real apostle. Now, I know we got a lot of evangelical ones that won't do it, and most of them do it in secret. They don't tell you. You just all of a sudden you notice that they're okay with you being gone. <laughs> they okay. Most of them do it in secret, but I am here to coach those who sit in high seats. If you're going to take this back, you're going to have to use tape instruments, implements, and weapons. 
For the weapons of our war are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of stronghold, casting down arguments and every high thing that what? Above the knowledge of God. See, I'm talking God's thoughts. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When first, does anybody ever read that section? When first what? Your obedience is fulfilled. So if you have outstanding obedience, you're probably going to have to take the beat. But straighten up your stuff. And here's the deal. All of the people who follow this person never asked us for the truth because they had pleasure in unrighteousness. They never asked. This is kind of odd. The people who didn't ask us, all we know is something's wrong because you all weren't backing this. You need to not only look at who's following, you need to look at who's not. You have to weigh two kinds of characters. See, we don't do that. Well, you know, all the so-and-so left, and this one left, and that one left, so leaving must be it. So you're not paying attention to the majority that's still here. Because you don't care about the truth. What you care about is attacking Jesus Christ through his latest critic. That's what you care about. Because these people are messengers of Satan. They're instruments of Satan. That is why no matter where God sends them, they can't stay and they can't be happy. And then they walk around saying, I know what God said. I, we had one. What God told me to leave. And folks were like, we know God didn't. I said, yes, he did. He wanted them out because he was getting ready to bless us. And they were not worthy of the harvest. Sometimes when devils are rushing you out the door, you need to ask why. Is that all right? Did you want to have a comment? You can have one. Oh, my. No, oh, my. I mean, that's, that's profound because it's true. And it's wisdom and it's scripture. We are so out of scripture that we really will call someone a heretic. Mm-hmm for preaching the flat-footed truth than anything else because of poor indoctrination and then being committed to the lie. I mean, w- once you buy in, a lot of times you're, you're all in, which is why it's so important to kill certain thoughts at the beginning, to shut them down at the beginning, to understand when Satan is whispering in your ear in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, and none of us are immune to it. We as leaders have talked about it over the years and months and whatever, about how you'll wake up and, or, or you just start getting this festering thought about, you know, Dr. Price or Prophet Tal or whoever. Mm-hmm. And, and like you say, you just can't let that thing go that in your mind you'll say is ridiculous that you can't let it go. But in your heart. But in your heart, boy, it's finding a cozy, a cozy place to begin to germinate. And it's so crucial to get in that prayer line. Listen, I need deliverance. Sometimes they say, I just need deliverance. And sometimes you need to be in the prayer line for a few months because yes. that thing is so deep-rooted yes. from where it began 10 years ago. Yes, tied, thank you. Tied to the whole systemic root system that's in you. And, and it just that thing just triggered and awakened 
which is why I think a lot of times people are confused because they'll say, but I mean, I really don't feel that way, but then I really do feel that way. But then I really don't feel that way about that person, but then I really do. And it is going back to something that you ditched, dismissed, pushed away, moved away from, mm-hmm. especially people who are outrunning their past. Exactly. And trying to prove to everybody that God will use them too. I want to add two points. One of the reasons that the 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 penance has got to have reparations is because, and you get a, usually God gives you a, anywhere between an 18-month to three-year window to repent from something that you've done, and that's in Luke 13. So you need to know, because Luke 13 is where the, the, the guy is working, you know, the, the servant is working on the tree, and the tree is bearing no fruit, bearing no fruit, bearing no fruit. The yeah. owner comes, they cut it down, they say, give me one more year. Okay, All right. He said, because when I come back next year, it better be gone or it better be bloomed. So here's what I want to say. Don't lose your thought because I think we're gonna ha- we, can, we can exchange on this. The reason that repentance and penance have got to be genuine and thorough is because God says when you yield to a devil who takes you out, when that devil is cast out, and you take it back, he brings seven guardians to see to it you're never delivered again. Now, before these people cut up, I preach that in my church almost every week. Oh, yeah, you are that train. <laughs> Not just sevenfold, seven more. He didn't say sevenfold. We, we downgraded it to sevenfold. He said seven more worse than himself. And when you go back to these people's lives five years down the road, ten years down the world, they're a wreck or they can't even spell Jesus. Sure, because people go off of the initial. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Everything's okay. Because you're running on reserve. You had your moment. Mm-hmm. You're living off of that, right. You're the high off of your decision mm-hmm. and all the people who backed you. But then, I mean, when we do look back and see the ones who had left, whether it's us or somebody else, I'm the, talking the, about the, whole yeah, body the wrong way, mm-hmm. not that, you know, somebody departed, but the wrong way, then you really see the fruit, the long-term fruit mm-hmm. of that decision, which has shown up in some pretty scary ways oh, in people's mm-hmm. lives. I mean, you, and, yeah. and, and when you, if, if God walked you out, you shouldn't need an entourage. If your leaving requires an entourage, you did not leave in righteousness. What? That's fantastic. See, the problem is you need an entourage to justify your departure. It's the entourage that he's judging you for. Because all of those lives are now shipwrecked. They're out of destiny. They have come under the arm of judgment. And don't get all excited because the first year they leave, it looks good. You know, the first year you do a liquid diet, you lose a lot of weight. The first week. week. Because I'm here to tell you that in the beginning, you are exhausting the reserves that you built up. The, the difference between them and those who stay behind is they're constantly replenishing those reserves. You departed. So when you have expended those reserves, you got nothing. Nothing but evil and wickedness to now pretend. When the spirit of God left Saul, 
a distressing spirit came and took his place. And nobody knew that Saul was corrupt except the people who were close to him. All of the, that, 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 that distressing spirit was a counterfeit. He counterfeited everything. And he did it until eventually they realized, wait a minute, Saul's off. Well, hold on. Saul's off. Something's wrong with Saul. What's going on? And so I need you to understand this is wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. Stop being so uh, uh, visual and so obviously motivated that you don't go beneath the surface. Mind of Christ, thought of God. When, when God. when God told me about this, the woman said, God said, he said, yeah, I did. He said, sometimes I do that to train them. Sometimes I do that to help them be able to hear me. Other times I do it because I don't want them in the harvest. Mm. So you can talk yourself out of into staying or not. I really don't care, but understand it's your harvest. Mm-hmm. And your harvest is being siphoned off by a devil and someone who has already signed a covenant with him. Excellent. And we'll be right back after these messages Amen. with the last segment of our show with our special guest, Chief Prophet Tala Bright. And her mom talking about the solution that we've just launched to the whole critical race theory being imposed upon your children and all kinds oh of good my. stuff. Yes, 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 yes. So what did you all think? Thank you. Did you think that it was too too harsh or too cold and that your mental development um, and your life development, mm-hmm. getting you ready to go off and live a life as an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Well, since the definition of an American citizen has changed, that also is changing how we're educating our children, where now the emphasis on a lot of things have nothing to do with their cognitive or their life development. Now we're getting <laughs> into <laughs> well, right now we're getting into what? Everything social now means sexual. So I was getting right see we were on come on. That's my related so that is my <laughs> and that was exactly what I was going to say. Okay, I'll let you finish. No, no, but I love it. And I love this I love the way that you, you said it succinctly so that parents can walk away and remember that social now means sexual. So now it's a social education, cultural education, community education, and it's not about their development. Literacy rates have dropped in multiple areas. Our kids cannot add, our kids cannot read, our kids cannot talk, our kids can not think. There's a lot of things that are happening there because the focus is now about social, how you relate to the person sitting next to you. If you like them, don't like them. If you can accept them, okay? All of it's about relations, which we know goes back to the issues that God was facing anytime occultism takes over. And it is on the rise right now. So instead of sitting here and just praying about it and what's no longer our prayer closet, right? So instead of us not doing that, we decided to take a more proactive approach 
and create an alternative educational institution for parents who still believe that we are training up our kids to be quality American citizens and not American pawns. Okay, because now we're in that place where today's learner is tomorrow's pawn. It's not a leader. The last thing they want you to do is have your kids know how to take the lead even in their own thinking and in their own lives. But I think we can defeat that. Don't you all think we can defeat that? So our curriculum is, of course, dedicated to all of the traditional things that a child needs for their life development, from motor skills to cognitive ability, even emotional development, not social-emotional learning, but I'm talking about the emotional development of getting them to be able to handle things in life, where now people, kids are, wanting to commit suicide, crashing over not getting life. Okay, somebody said something to you on YouTube. You know, we have the whole bullying crisis. So all of those things are what Little University wants to address and answer. We need our Mm -hmm. kids to be emotionally stable again, mentally sound, okay, and capable of learning and thinking for themselves. And that's what we're dedicated to doing at Little University, as well as something that the school system is now trying to pull away from, and that is partnering with the parents in the learning process. We are going to be setting up our own parent network where parents can be actively involved in the development. How many of you guys know it used to take a village? It didn't take YouTube. It used to take a village, not Facebook, right, not Snapchat, not TikTok. It used to take a village to make a wholesome child, and we want to go back to it taking that village. So we're going to create that outlet for you to be involved in your child's learning. So what we're trying to instill in them at school can be reinforced at home. What you're wanting them to learn at home can now be reinforced at school instead of resisted by your school system. Mm -hmm. Your teacher is actually resisting what you're teaching your child at home, fighting back. The, the person that you're trying to make your child become, see, we don't want to do that. We want it there to be a collaborative and, and a bullying. partnership. They're yes. bullying your children. Teachers are. Teachers okay. are. The, Who curriculum was it? Is. the curriculum is bullying your child. Isn't that the truth? That is absolutely And the teachers, what was it? Who was it? Was it your nephew that the teacher said because the kid, the kid didn't even know what he was saying about gay or something? And, gay. And, huh? He was just playing with another friend, said, oh, that's gay. And what did the teacher say? That he could go to jail for a hate crime. This kid is seven. This kid is seven years old. He comes home terrified that he's going to jail for playing with his friend. They are bullying your kid, and I'm hot on that, because for you to have to continue to send your children every day to be bullied by an adult, because they are defenseless, because they are youngsters. That is ridiculous. You can see that's a hot button. When she told me that, you know, in the, and, and again, how they're bullying the children who don't, whose parents are teaching them. They're being mocked and ridiculed, and they've been, they're being treated biasly. They are separated. And so if you're teaching your kid the right thing, trust me, your teacher is attacking your child. Yes. And the principal, when we brought that to the principal's attention, the principal didn't care. No, and they and they can't even afford to care because they're protecting themselves. They're trying all of their all of this external, you know, uh, overreach of our government into making our citizens a particular way. So this is our response to that. The ages are zero to twelve. We have a great early childhood education system that deals with all of the things that a child actually needs to learn for their human and life development. Okay, we're going back to the 
basic, we're going back to traditional learning um, and focusing on those things. Mm -hmm. So they will get all of those kind of developmental opportunities with this curriculum. We also have specialized programs for a lot of uh, parents that are trying to transition their kids out of the school system. You will discover they cannot read. Mm -hmm. And if they can read, they can't read at the age level they are. Okay, so we have uh, programs that focus on literacy, reading literacy, math literacy, and of course, cognitive development. Special needs kids, there are a lot of kids that are being pushed into a special needs environment because learning's not important anymore. So they're, they're pushing them over into that. Hey, they, they're not gonna sit down and take time to teach them, okay, phonetics and all of the things that we learned, mm -hmm. okay, in school to put that together. No, because this social agenda is more important. Mm -hmm. So they're being pushed into a special needs environment. They're not used to how to operate in, a, in that type of environment. So we are setting up special programs where your, your child educational development for them to catch up and really get back on track with learning, okay, with uh, leading, mm -hmm. with life development skills and abilities that they need. So that's very important. We're open mm -hmm. now for enrollment. Okay? Right, now. right now, you can go to little-university.com. That's little-university.com, and you'll see some of the things that we specialize in. We have great, like you said, teachers and experience uh, working with not only uh, special needs from kids who have learning uh, a development or would just pass over, mm -hmm. okay? Let's just say their learning was just passed over, but those that have disabilities and those that really are, 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 are needing other needs addressed like dyslexia, autism, all kinds of things. We have teachers willing to work with your kid on site here to get their development up because you turn a learner and a leader out of anything, yeah. okay? So we want to offer those opportunities to you. Again, little-university.com. And, of Number. course, if you want to uh, – you know, sign up to talk with someone. We have people standing by that you can call, ask questions, learn more about the school, take a virtual tour online. All of that's available, little-university.com. 877-419-129 now. You don't have to wait until you can get to the Internet. We're call, you can call us right now, and we will talk to you about your youngster. Just remember this. Even the daycares are conditioning your children with nursery rhymes, with songs, uh, and with little games and, and, and how to play with themselves. That's real. Yeah. That is real. You don't realize how much your child is being groomed to be nothing but a sex object in the future. So if they're the object, then who is the pervert? Exactly. Again, little hyphen university, 877 Four one nine one two nine nine. Hey, we come to the end of the day. I hope you all had a great time because I had a great time. I had a blast. Share, 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 share. Go to all of these other things that we've referred to. As you share, you'll get this information again and again and again because it's etched. Watch us on YouTube. Watch us on uh, Facebook. But understand, Facebook has been a little bit touchy. So make sure you go over to YouTube if you want me to get your comments because we're not getting them on Facebook. They're not allowing them. So go to YouTube, put your comments there, or go to my site, drpolaapice.com, tell, tell me what you want me to know. I love the commercial and possible actually said, hey, we want to hear from you. Let me hear from you. So share, share again, and then share some more. Make sure that you go to YouTube as well as Facebook and anything else, but understand, if you want to chat with us, you want, to, you want me to get what you think, then you're probably going to have to do YouTube or the
let me release your rewards in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever it is, you understand that God released the grace for it. You just have to name it, and you have to go and appropriate it for yourself. But I release you. When I see those seeds come through, I pray. I really do. And my team, if they could, they would tell you, I pray. I send back. Sometimes if I have time, I'll send back a prayer. Usually I don't have all the time that I need to do that. But know that I pray. I summon your harvest. I summon prosperity. I summon victory because I want you to know the goodness of God, but to know that the Lord is not unjust concerning your labors of love and your sacrifices. So sow the best seeds you can so we can get taking it on, on on the road. We have other things we need to do. If there are things that you want to know, we have a list of things. Let's say you, I can't do this, Dr. Price, but I can do that. Then call us, 877-419, and say, I have something I want to contribute. I have something I want to donate that will work with what you're doing. Make sure you do that. Don't forget, you can call because, you know, I mean, we have she, – she, she got us a nice switchboard nice. I can't use it, but it's nice. <laughs> okay, it's really nice. And then don't Sunday, 8 o'clock Sunday school, 10 o'clock service, you want to come and experience me live. I love you. Have a great weekend. Think differently. Live powerfully. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.